1: To the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 217, a special get together of your hosts right before, I guess, the second half or season 8B begins. I'm your host, Craig Demonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newworth. Hey, we're here. It's a new year. It is a new year. Happy New Year, buddy. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Also, Russell Latham. There's actually news to talk about. We have some news. We do your news. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Daryl Taylor. Hey, we, we we do got news? I, I got news. Oh, if, damn, you got I view, we... if you got
0: the views, I got the
1: news, alright?
0: All so, right, so just all sit right. tight. Mr. Jim right. Dietz. Hey, I'm hoping everybody will sign my uh, fan petition to have Daryl shave that mustache off his face. <laughs> um, I've already got uh, all, dozens and dozens of people signed up, so. I was like... <laughs> I almost said, "You want me to shave?
2: I don't want to
1: shave." You, you sporting a stash oh, nowadays? I haven't Daryl seen you in a little while.
2: My corn
3: stash. That that
1: that—that's <laughs> Mirror Daryl, right? That, that's Mirror yeah. Universe. Okay, yeah, got it. Mirror yeah.
3: Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> he's still. Yeah, he's still in shock over the most recent episode of Star Trek, which we won't spoil here. Uh, <laughs> at, at, yeah, he 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 just he can't bring himself to shave because oh. he's just too in shock. Mind
2: blown.
1: He'll have his uh, Cisco goatee after a little while, right? And finish it out.
4: Oh, you, it. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we thought,
4: I, I, yeah, because I, uh, I, you're talking about Star Trek, which yes. I have no interest in. But I did, I did, I did get all access. Aaron, come on. I did get to meet Doug Jones the other week, though, at the uh, the award ceremony. I was a part of. Just
1: like, oh, really cool. that's what we're talking uh, about. Uh, man. <laughs> He, he's awesome, anyway. He's a good actor. He's incredibly period. nice. he's yeah. a really yes, nice guy. Is.
3: Yes, he is. Very I old fellow.
1: He likes one. I've...
0: yeah. I met him too. He is a, he's a good he's a cool dude got to watch out all these names. I might get hit by some of these names that are getting dropped here.
1: Be <laughs> <laughs> careful. <laughs>
0: duck. duck, Jim. <laughs> we'll let you know. In the
1: so duck. we thought we'd get together before Season 8B or the second half of Season 8 begins. Uh, this, there's a lot of news that happened the last few weeks regarding the Walking Dead TV series, especially, and Fear the Walking Dead TV series. So get ready, because they're kind of intertwined now more than they've ever been. Uh, Which plus, is exciting
4: everybody. Yeah. Everybody's like, wait, there's, there's, there's both? We get Washington and fear news. Might as well get to the fear news first. I think is when people were screaming, but we're not going to do that. Let's keep going, Craig.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> but, they kind of, but they kind of intertwine. I'm going to segue them beautifully together. Okay, so it all kind of works together. And then maybe great. towards the end of the show, we'll talk about the uh, telltale games uh, that at least a few of us have played on the show today. So we can kind of talk about you know reviewing those, which have always been historically very fun and kind of a they're kind of a storyline unto themselves. You know, you have the comics and you got the TV shows, and you kind of have these great. Telltale Games, which bring up a whole new storyline. So they're kind of fun to explore, too. So I hope you guys are excited. I'm I'm happy to be back. I missed you guys. It's good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been a while. It's been a while. So the
0: first... And before... I'm sorry. Before we get started, I just want to say... HHWLOD is celebrating its 10th year anniversary this year.
3: Oh my God. Wow. Oh, yeah. With wow. Septem- September, right? Be 10 years. Yeah, in
0: September will be 10 years. Uh, we started in 2008, and wow. I just want to thank all the listeners and all the fans for 10 years of fun. Damn, Before we get underway here, yeah. I,
4: I, I you know, very much I very much know that to be true because I started listening when you guys did the Watchmen show. Like that's that's how I started. That's where it's really what I was getting into like listening to podcasts to begin with. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is which is funny because uh, um,
3: Doomsday Clock will be close to being done right at that time. So wow.
0: it's a good. Yeah. It's all
4: connected.
1: stays on track. Interesting.
4: <clears throat> is that is that good? I've not been uh, following along with that it, comment.
1: So, yeah. I mean, I all like are, it.
4: It's, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's definitely
3: a slow it's okay. grind. Yeah, I mean, you'll it's read okay. the first two issues and don't expect a whole lot to be. Yeah. Uh, the second issue was was picked
0: up more than the first one, but I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Crazy. Uh, oh, we've yeah, come. I mean, we've come call. so far, though. We no longer do our podcast on cassette. Um, <laughs> is that how it started? Is, is that the genesis? I mean, oh yeah. come on, my big double, my double deck boombox to make hundreds.
1: <laughs> you had your a, a Kai four track um, cassette recorder. You're all <laughs> That's set to right, go, man. Totally. That's how that's how you got Brad Milo on this
4: podcast, right? You held the boombox above your head playing tracks from Watchmen. Right.
1: That's, that's, oh, that's pretty funny. So I just sent you guys an article, and uh, I'll just be referring to these. If you want to look at it, you can. If not, just chime in. But um, we the first news that we heard is that Scott Gimple, we knew was going to be taking over Fear the Walking Dead because that was announced late in the last season of Fear the Walking Dead. Um, they said that the, the old showrunner Erickson was out. And mm-hmm. Gimple was taking over, so we thought at the time, okay, Gimple's going to run both, right? He's going to run The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Pretty cool, but now it seems there's, there's a little bit more layers of complexity here. He's he's now the he's overseeing the entire franchise. They even gave him like a new title. It's called um, like Content Sar or something or Con- che- Chief Kevin Content. Kevin Feige. Yeah, he's like he's in charge <laughs> of The Walking Dead. Period for for AMC, but he's not going to be the quote-unquote showrunner for either show anymore okay so oh. but but he is in charge of all the walking dead so maybe he'll have a like a firm hand at least in fear until it gets off and running on the new that, you know that, that's that seems like like on the pipe on paper
4: that sounds great and I'm, you know mm. far being for me to tell somebody how great their job is but, <laughs> it, but at the same time you're like d- does it also be, seem like kind of a demotion for him like as well, far as being very much involved in the story process of The Walking Dead
1: versus being like the guy that says, "Yeah, that sounds good." I thought about it, and if you think about it, this all started when Kirkman started suing AMC. I think that Kirkman's one, had,
4: one of the few people suing AMC, right? right. They're all suing AMC. A line. Uh, I'll talk about that. We're about, we're that about too. to launch our lawsuit pretty soon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up. Yeah, class oh, act. yeah. We're getting Got the class
1: uh, certified, yeah. right? But um, you know, I think what's happening is Kirkman's having less, um, maybe direct. Uh, control or direct, direct creativity in this because of the lawsuit or maybe just because he's pissed. So I think they're just making Gimple the, the Walking Dead chieftain. And I think it's also time for a change in The Walking Dead, too. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm glad they announced that Angela Kang is going to be the one who's going to be overseeing The Walking Dead. And I don't know who's going to be overseeing Fear the Walking Dead, except for, they say, Scott Gimple, and probably his his cronies are going to watch over it, too.
4: Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it- so Kirkman hasn't written an episode in a while, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's been, been, yeah, it's been like, a while. Yeah. Like uh-huh. four, he's developing like four other. I mean, he's got Thief of Thieves on AMC. Yeah, he's, got he's, got a, got, he's developing Chronicles of Amber uh, into a series. Um, yeah, that's well, has got a lot of stuff going on.
4: That's the thing. He's certainly a busy man. He's got other comic series, but also he has other shows on AMC, which he's also suing. So I'm like, well, how? How much? How much of a gripe does he have against the AMC? I'm sure there's some legalese I, that I'm not speaking.
1: Well, it's funny you say that. There was an article that he's no longer doing business. He started a new venture with Amazon for all of his yeah. new stuff. Right. Yeah. So sorry, I think he's pretty pissed at AMC. I think. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they even...
4: recorded that like history of comic shit like a while ago then. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I was wondering. It's like that's like right on right now, but that could have been. That's you know pretty evergreen territory, so that could be It
3: says the deal I mean, means. I think. Yeah, ahead, I'm sorry. I think these things happen. I, I, this isn't the first time hearing of things that happen like this. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I one. I know one of the other famous cases of this was the X Files. You know, where mm-hmm. I mean, Duchovny ultimately left, left the show, right. um, but ended up coming back. But you know, the, the, whenever you get into situations where the network that produces the show also ends up winning the syndication rights. It seems like this always happens. Wow, uh, because because they they feel like they're just short selling it, right? You know, it's it's like you're you're given favored status to your own network for the reruns, and and then you don't have to um, to pay. Or in the case where it's it's you're developing it and then showing and then airing it on the same network. You don't. You feel like okay. Your your negotiation status for, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like taking money out of your left hand, left pocket, and putting it in your right pocket, right? I mean, it's like you're you're developing it, and then you're also, um, you're also airing it. So the quote fee that's that's charged to the network for for the show, even though the network is the one that's producing it, the, you know, they're the the word is you're lowballing it, right? So. It it just seems like this is just like business, and I I, I don't know. I mean, it it doesn't seem like this this is. I mean, granted, it's going to sour your your uh, wanting to do further business. I mean, hence you know Kirkman, you know, moving over to Amazon, but uh, but it it just seems like this wouldn't cause him to just want to step away from the. The franchise as a whole, because it, well, it still has
4: name, I mean.
1: Right, and they're still saying here publicly, it says that Kirkman does remain involved all things creative on The Walking Dead, but we, the question sure. is how much? You well, know, I think,
4: I, I mean, if I had to guess, too, I mean, a lot of the, kind of, the legal action taking place is not necessarily between Kirkman and AMC, but between Kirkman's people
0: and sure. AMC, yes. so it's not mm-hmm. like
4: he's, it's not, I, I'm sure, like, his relationship with certain people that are involved in The Walking Dead show, it's probably just fine, it's more of on the business end. The people that manage Kirkman's brand versus the people that are managing AMC, they're the ones that are, like, working things out and to whatever degree. I, I think that's probably part of the case as well.
0: Yeah. And, and from what I'm reading, Gimple is not only going to be uh, overseeing the TV shows, but also uh, video games and other spin-offs, too. Yep. Anything Walking Dead. <laughs> <The> whole, <laughs> anything yeah, anything yeah, he's Walking
4: I read that part about other spinoffs and I got very curious about what that means because none of us what? really like the current spinoffs. <laughs> oh, oh, <Mike. laughs>
0: oh really you know what that over? means? is in the new the new, uh, hashtag LiveMoss. That's what I'm all about. Oh, I read, yeah, read web it. series. The, the venerable. So awesome. You know what? The no Emmy-nominated
1: web series, yes. No yeah. joke.
4: If they, if they made like an anthology series around The Walking Dead, I'd be into that. Like, that'd be pretty cool, I think. Like, every episode's like a new tale within that universe. Like, that'd be something, you know. Um,
2: you never know. They have the option. I mean...
4: I'm saying right? I, I take that more seriously than like, guess what, guys? We're going to, you know, Minnesota for this chapter of The Walking Dead. You've never heard of that before. And it's like... <laughs> 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 it's
1: pretty funny. I, I think it?
4: part of it, too, is
3: is just... The, the, I think as his empire is expanding and more of his properties are getting picked up and sought out, I think it's, it's just... He's still an image partner. He has all these other properties that are expanding out into tv movies, you know, whatever. I think the guy's just just busy. I think it's it's just he just doesn't have as much time as he did, you know, when the walking dead first started uh to to be as involved in at the writers table and everything else. So yeah. and, I mean, he's I mean, you guys
2: in, well, Kirkman's been involved in being sued even by friends, too. So Oh yeah. He's not, yeah, um, he settled he's that a stranger. one. Though. Yeah, he settled yeah, that he's one. Not, yeah. But he's not a stranger to the to the whole thing of I don't think I'm getting enough money from something we created.
4: For sure,
0: it
4: it also he's handling it a little better than someone like I don't know Joss Whedon for instance, where you can still see him being very present on Twitter and things and having his sense of humor as opposed to getting broken in the same way Whedon did and just kind of left the public. And also, other things that happen we don't want to talk about. But I think there's you know
3: (laughs) a variety of
4: things. Do well, you guys
3: think this is yeah. Gimple getting kicked upstairs, or do you think this is truly, like, they see his value and, and they want him to to take on more and have the ability to,
1: to do more? Yes and I yes. Think. I think yeah. it's both. I think it's I time think, for yeah, a change. I think, yeah,
3: I think,
4: I think I agree. I think, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, I think it's a mix of both, exactly, where it's mm. – Gimple's been doing this for a while, and he's certainly been successful. <laughs> I'm not familiar with you know the amount of times a showrunner really stays – on for many years with you know a particular show when it's you know longer than five seasons or whatnot like vince gilligan like he was with breaking Bad all the way but that also seemed like a less you know compared to something like walking dead that has this kind of giant legion of fans and all these other networks going on with it that's a show that's very much his baby and you know the team he worked with they you know did their thing but other shows that are you know six seven eight nine ten seasons i could you know i'm not as familiar with how long these showrunners you know stay along with those shows do any of you guys have any kind of knowledge on that offhand I mean
0: it, it seems okay. like they changed
4: change quite change a bit right
2: it, yeah. yeah i mean unless, i mean unless they are the creator of it like there's special circumstances where yeah, if they are sure. the creator of it then and yeah,
0: then it's you know, like, funny because
2: there are times when they dig when they go one season too long the showrunner leaves and they, mm-hmm. and they continue mm-hmm. it without that showrunner and changes the whole the whole show
4: yeah like um, uh, like chris carter's that x files is his thing
2: yeah, for, better, right, or for right.
4: better or worse right. maybe right, argue. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But, but he's very much been with it it's what it's its 11th season even though these are like mini seasons now that they're doing they're good oh, yeah. they've been pretty good yeah. actually yeah i i watched the first i haven't caught up with the rest of it so far but yeah. i want to yeah. I you look at things like
3: the, the wire or the sopranos again heavily creator owned influence
4: shows yeah. right. Um,
3: right but but some of these shows that are just kind of like properties uh, where there's not a heavy a heavy creative Influence, and, and not meaning creative in the sense of of uh, creativity, but in but in the in the formation of it, it, mm-hmm. it seems like those shows kind of flip around. Like even the, the Star Trek shows would swap showrunners
0: after usually a couple oh, yeah. seasons. Yeah, that's
1: true. They, they would, would. They would. Yeah. The CW. Uh,
0: I was going to say, I think Craig made a really salient point earlier, and I was trying to remark upon that. I mean, the, the ratings have been steadily going down on the main show and on Fear. Right. And I do think they need to make some sort of change to, like, bring people back and into the fold and get back the numbers that they're used to seeing. I mean, granted, it's a, a, a hugely successful show compared to any other show on cable. But, to, you know, it's not at the level of success that they probably want it to be. Especially, like you said, the last season or two have been, you know, steadily for the first time, the ratings have been going down instead of up.
4: For sure. I mean, you can compare that to like box office with movies where it's like, yeah, some movies make like a ton of money, but you compare that to other movies in the same genre or within the same series. And it's like there's a ratio there that you can compare it with. So it's it's not unheard of for a show to like, you know, drop in the ratings and still seem successful. But at the same time, that does show that there's some kind of pattern forming as far as what people are expecting versus what's being delivered. And, yeah, yeah. Whether or not it's completely Gimple's fault, which I don't think is necessarily true, you can you can under, I can understandably believe that you know having some new blood in there could certainly turn things in a different direction that would be beneficial to you know the fans of the series as well as the series in general.
0: Gee whiz! I hope so.
1: So, speaking of Angela Kang taking over, I, I know that when Gimple took over, a lot of us were happy. I, I was, I had mixed feelings about it, but, I mean, I, overall he's had a pretty good run as showrunner. I mean, we had some really good moments under his watch. But if you look at some of the episodes, I just sent you guys that link a uh, second, uh, the, the Walking Dead episodes that she wrote, they're really good. I mean, going back to season mm-hmm. two, some of these are really good, like the one where, where you know... Um, Dale gets taken out, Judge, Jury, Executioner, Iena mm-hmm. Judas, where, you know, they are chasing uh, Andrea around, I mean, infected, still, A is a great one, that was the season four cliffhanger, you know, screwing with the wrong people, I mean, that was, you know, obviously it's from the comic books, but still, right, yeah. that was, I mean, co-written with Scott Kimball, but either way, that was a really great, that's, that's the show had its highest ratings right after that episode, like season five, episode one was the highest rated uh, Walking Dead ever, so, I mean, this they, they, they set the table for that, where they get captured at Terminus. Um, Four Walls and a Roof, Season 5, Episode 3, that was one of my favorites, where they took out those Terminus people, finally, you know, in, in the church, and mm-hmm. they met Gabriel. That was just great. Right, 5-8 uh, right. was Coda, where, if you remember, that's where they, uh, we, well, they ended up killing Beth, the end of the Grady Bunch saga, which, which uh-huh. I mean... I don't know. They kind of. <laughs> I don't, she didn't create that saga, but she she finished it at the very least. So I'll give her credit for that. Uh, uh, some
4: other good I mean, ones. I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm less on judging the episodes on themselves, and more of just thinking this is a person that has a, plenty of experience in this world. Um, so it's like, regardless of which epi- I mean, because I can point out the ones that are good and the ones I don't think are as good, but that doesn't matter. What matters to me is that this is a person that's very been very much been, you know, involved since at least season two and has a good I get a good read on the series so far. And I can only you know, hope that you know this leads to a, you, know, you know obviously a beneficial route for the series. And,
1: and Gimple's hallmark has been, remember that episode Clear? That was like his hallmark episode, right? Where they took this ensemble show and finally broke it down to two people. And he's gone back to that well, I think a little too much, to be honest with you. He's, where they kind of broke it out to these little smaller episodes throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And I think her hallmark, if we look at her, you know, her writing trademark, these are kind of game-changing episodes these are where the whole season takes a turn based on these some of these episodes that she writes and uh you know and, and there's a lot of action there's a, there's a good mix that episode if you remember the one with, with the ladies um which one was it called here uh let's see the first day sing me a song oh, sing me a song where Carl has to sing for Negan the one before that called the cell that's a good one too. the same boat that's the one with, with the girls were in that little um, you know they were captured uh, what was it uh, you know Melissa yeah, McBride Maggie, Maggie and Matt, Carol, and Carol yeah. yeah they were captured exactly that was a really good one um, so I mean I, I don't know I thought there was some really good stuff here I'm, I'm looking forward to it I'm very optimistic with this choice let's just put it that way
2: uh, yeah I would I would say it's time <laughs> I, would, I would definitely say it's time to make some changes but um, on the writing side so uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it I, I think it's a good thing to do that
4: I don't know what the president is for this either, but we're replacing a white white male showrunner with a non-white female
1: showrunner. Korean-American, the female, yes,
4: that's it.
2: And that's another thing that's been going on with TV as well. That's been a, I mean, black black females, there's one uh, handling Black Lightning. I mean, Star Trek has had, like, a bunch of black women. I mean, a bunch of uh, different women of color uh asian and and black and you know just mixed uh going on the writer's side so you and it's been i've I've seen like an influx of of writers and names that i haven't really you know that haven't worked in genre tv before mm-hmm. they've worked in like desperate housewives or or the shield or or things like that but i mean in, in genre tv like this um yeah you're starting to actually see uh a changeover. I would think the CW would need some of that too. I wish some of them would. They would get some new, <clears throat> um, some new writers over there as well. Um, hey
0: Amen. The point you're making
4: about <laughs> the point you're making about genre shows. You know, people working. That you know, outside of genre shows, that suddenly jump in. I've always, I always tend to like that in this because you know, yeah, you, I mean, when you boil these shows down, you get you know just pure drama essentially. So yeah, I, th- that, I think yeah. it yeah.
2: helps. I, mm-hmm. I think that that's something. As a Star Trek fan, I've appreciated that with Discovery of those episodes. Like it, it's really gotten into the drama of it uh, with Star Trek and the character development a lot more and since they've been allowed to do that uh, since storytelling has kind of changed over the years since star trek started but yeah I, I think that's a good thing to have it where you have these characters uh th- the writers have worked on shows where you have to move their stories along and you have to develop these these characters they can't stay in the same way uh, emotionally that that they are when they started like that those kind of tv shows
4: and it tends to allow the action and what have you to become more organic because yeah you're not, you're not writing to action scenes you're writing to the drama and then exactly. you just happen to have to apply the you know whatever the the flavoring of the show is which in this case is zombies so yeah I think we're yeah. seeing a bit of a shift with genre
3: TV right I mean it used to be in the past it was very one note or you'd mm-hmm. have you'd have some exceptions uh, to the rule uh, you know obviously but for the most part it was just kind of considered a certain type of of TV, and I think I think high profile shows like The Walking Dead, like Game of Thrones, like um, Westworld, y- yeah, Westworld, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even things uh, on Netflix like um, Stranger uh, Things, or, or yeah, like Stranger Things and like Black Mirror, Black Mirror,
4: and, Black Mirror yeah.
3: um, you know, things like that are kind of changing what this what the genre can mean, and you know. You know, that 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 you could mix, you know, mix drama with sci-fi, with fantasy, with comedy, with, you know, all these all these things instead of it just being kind of one note. So,
0: right. you know, well, pulling I think it's in... important with any. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
3: No, I was just gonna say pulling in people with different perspectives kind of helps, in my opinion, kind of helps move move it forward and and keeps it from being just the stagnant, uh, stagnant medium that that we've known for
0: for so long. Well, plus, I mean, when you have a long-running franchise, you know, like <laughs> The Walking Dead has become now. I mean, we're on eighth season, or or like Daryl was saying, Star Trek or Star Wars. It really benefits from that kind of breath of fresh air writing or that new perspective. You know, I mean, we can't, as we uh, learn from the new Star Wars movie. You know that uh, you know, not rehashing things is often a way to to really you know let people into your your storytelling and you know not you know doing telling the same stories over and over and over and doing the same things you've done before. Um so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you know hopefully a new direction with both uh, Fear and the, and the main show. They both so, kind of need it.
1: No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Fear so that, and we've heard different things about how Fear is going to be changed I and mean, the first big piece of news we heard we heard like I said before was that the showrunner was out, Erickson was out, Gimple was in. Then they dropped this this bomb on us that there's going to be a crossover episode. They didn't say character. They said episode. So at first we were all thinking, all right, it's going to be Abraham, right? Risen. Well, I did anyway. Risen from the, you know, back from the past. He started in Texas anyway. That's kind of where they are now and it kind of makes sense. I mean, first, my you know, I had a giant eye roll, and then I had these thoughts. But keep going. Okay, fine. Yeah, insert insert eye roll here. Fine. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's, that's, that's, laughs> You're right. Okay, it makes sense. I, I mean, yeah. So they said it would just be one episode, and even very very clear about that. It's one episode, and that's it. Then things changed. Then they started realizing, okay, we got to do something more than this. Then they announced finally that Lenny James was leaving The Walking Dead to join. Fear the Walking Dead. They made a big deal out of it on, on the Talking Dead um, towards the end of the season, and he was really sad. and he, He's leaving his crew, and he had to fly to Texas or wherever to start filming the um, the next season of Fear. So it sounds like it's not just one episode. It's gonna be it's gonna be the whole season and probably beyond. and It also sounds like there's going to be a huge time jump, which was the other question people had. Like, wait a second, maybe Morgan visited Texas before he went to see Rick, but we all disputed that. And obviously it's clear now because they have cast photos of him using his staff. So if he has his staff, that means he already ran into Eastman. That means This is obviously post-Alexandria plus a time jump on the fear side because fear is actually behind The Walking Dead by several years at this point, or at least two years. So it's a major time jump for that show, and Lenny James is going to be starring, and they're going to do a back-to-back. So, so basically, season eight is going to end at whatever ten o'clock or so Eastern on April fifteenth, and then right afterwards, Fear is going to begin. So, obviously, the two episodes are almost probably going to be linked to a certain extent. You know, maybe you'll see how how basically Morgan leaves, and maybe we see him appear in Fear. What are you guys' thoughts on that?
4: Um the the chance to see Coleman Domingo and Lenny James like just like doing things together that that's interesting <laughs> Like, I I like that. I like the potential of that.
1: What about the one black man rule, though? We got a problem here. I mean, is that, I mean, does that carry (laughs) over to fear, fear, too? I mean, I don't know. Fear fear
4: goes by different rules. It threw in Native Americans to kill by way. So, you know, it's just. All right. Just
1: making sure. Because I'm a big fan (laughs) of Strand. I don't want Coleman Domingo to go. All right. So that's. that's I don't know. know. It'd be funny
2: if he dies. The episode (laughs) before he dies.
1: (laughs) Four one. He's gone. Right. That's it. He's done. Morgan. Morgan comes and
0: strand goes
1: (laughs) there can only be one (laughs) why you know it's so
2: stupid why i don't i don't know i don't know
0: i mean considering (laughs) where those those two different characters are coming from it would be i mean uh, you know even beyond the the caliber of the acting that they both have um just to see those two characters interact would be great because they're coming from such different places you know um but yeah i hope they don't kill strand So it's not just Lenny James
1: joining the cast, too. There's been other casting news as well. Garrett Uh Dillahunt, which I'm a big fan of Garrett, big time. I'm a fan of his, yeah. Uh, Jenna Uh Elfman, Maggie Grace, Kevin Zegers. Those are the four big ones that they announced so far. So they're really revamping this whole show. They're adding five new characters, at least to this season. Who knows who's going to stay beyond the season? But right away, they're just revamping this whole thing. Kevin
4: yeah. Zegers uh, might be like the least notable name on that list, but he is, is in the Dawn of the Dead remake of the, the Zack Snyder film. Just uh, thought that was a neat. little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. also the star of I Just pointing that out, but still. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny they're they're
3: filming Fear right outside the the town I lived when you know before I moved back to Houston when I was out west. Um, they're they're filming very very close to where we used to where we used to live.
4: Uh, well, I mean, that should that be that surprising? I mean,
1: the town is called Blood and Guts, Texas, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's pretty
1: pretty accurate. Uh, and they're also saying here, I mean, at the end of the article, it says um, Dave Erickson left, but Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg are kind of filling in as showrunners. So Scott Gimple's kind of overseeing the whole thing, but with those two underneath him. So maybe there's not a proper showrunner at this point, but he's got his people in there.
3: Yeah, I think Go I think ahead. like we said, kind of him being the Kevin Feige of the Walking Dead universe is probably right. the most accurate.
4: Uh-huh. Well, as long as he's not the Jeff Johns of the Walking Dead universe. We'll Ouch! Ouch! I don't
1: know, I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a whole reboot, and that, that's a huge time jump too. I mean, that, that that's a major. That's the it, best thing it can do.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like yeah. the characters they have now have a huge following or something, you know.
2: It still will be weird to see. I mean, with the Lenny James thing. I mean, it, he is a heavy hitter in terms of of actor, you know, of acting. But it's it'll be weird to. See. I mean, because they're always going to be behind, right? So it's like, what is, what is going to happen with this character in
1: this show? The, what do you mean Texas, behind? What right? do you mean? What do you mean? I'm sorry. What do you mean behind, though? Like,
2: well, well, fear isn't is fear. Walking Dead is a as ahead of fear. They're, by, right?
1: they're about two years ahead of fear as far as the timelines concerned. But, but what's going to have to happen is if Lenny James <laughs> is joining the James is joining the cast, yeah. there's going to have to be a two year time jump at the very least on Fear.
4: Oh, it's. I think it'll be a. Just a, uh, it'll be matched up with it. they will be yes. alongside. It'll be alongside each. Oh, you each think
2: that? will also you think also, they have to? You, there's no other yeah, no, no way to do way it. To there's right. no
4: like Morgan didn't take like a detour to Texas on his way to finding Rick. Like it'll have to be like just matched up side by side at that point.
1: That was the whole thing because he's they, they have ah. him using his his stick and he didn't get trained with this with the staff until right before he met right Rick. Right. Well, so, then
2: that you know what? Then then that would make sense why they would need someone to oversee everything if they're going to be that close
3: yep yeah they're going to be
2: close yeah yeah
1: yeah. i think we're going to see
3: more i think that's maybe part of the reason too is i think we're going to see more interaction between these two shows whether it's it's you know i don't know maybe they look at the cw stuff and say man that's that's real popular when they do the the massive crossover i mean even if the ratings aren't lighting the world on fire like people respond very positive to that and maybe they feel like it's a way to boost uh, the ratings of fear if they do like an
4: annual, you know, crossover type thing, or if they have oh, some sort I'm of. machine. Sure. We're going to so, learn about the secret stash of teleporters and helicopters that even has <laughs> been. <behind the sanctuary. laughs> or, or
1: or Daryl takes a uh, bike trip to uh, Texas yeah. to get supplies <laughs> right. or something well, that, or whatever. That's, that's right? how, yeah. That's
4: how the, that's how Riding with Reed is or whatever the hell that show is called. It's yeah, well, right. The two shows
1: too. Yeah. Just
2: take, mean, the highway. I mean, well, a lot of you will, but I mean, um, with all the Chicago shows uh, with Dick Wolf, I mean, he has made a fortune and the fan base for these shows have been pretty strong and they sure. connect everything. I mean, and so sure. I can see them looking at all of that and saying, you know, like we could do, we could take a little bit of all that and do the same kind of thing or we could have it where. You know, they, they team up every now and then or they there are threats that maybe one has to deal with. And then um, it winds up being that both of them, you know, it's so big that maybe both of them have to deal with that threat or it or, you know.
4: It helps when you're desperate. You have to try to claw your way out to figure out something like, you know, depressing ratings for two different shows. Like, oh, yeah, you, yep. <laughs>
2: everything you say you won't do. And that's why you, you always have to say never say out, you know, never say out loud or to the press I won't
4: do this with my show.
1: They did, so, and then they, now they're eating their words. <laughs> all no, in that, no tights, it, no flights. At least it's at least, yeah. it's,
4: <laughs> at, at least yeah. it's only an AMC TV series, and not I don't know the president of the free world. Like you know, one of you know <laughs> right. one of those wow. things matters as far right, as what you right. say. So. Right,
2: but it, it never. Every time someone has said, you know, this is the rule. We're not going to do this.
4: I mean, you know. yeah. But it's, it, they only they only said it. They didn't build a big,
1: beautiful wall between the shows.
4: So right. It's, you
2: know. <laughs> right. right.
1: So the official statement here, it says, In season four, we will see the world of Madison Clark and her family, what's left of it, through new eyes, the eyes of Morgan Jones, joining the story from the world of The Walking Dead. The character's immediate past mixes with an uncertain present of struggle and discovery as they meet new friends, foes, and threats. They fight for each other, against each other, and against the legion of the dead to somehow build an existence against the crushing pressure of lives coming apart. Oh my God! There'll <laughs> yeah, be a darkness right. and light, terror and grace, the heroic mercenary and craven, all crashing together towards a new reality. That's the official AMC what show blurb. Is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's in the badlands, it. right? It. It's in yeah, the badlands season three.
4: So they're in Texas, right? That's the idea for this season. Yes, they're in Texas. Okay, so I, I feel like I could write the ending of Morgan's storyline of The Walking Dead right now. Like he'll be he'll like they'll just like have defeated whether that means kill or what have you with Negan. Negan's no. group. But like but, but like Morgan's done with this. He's pissed. Rick, I can't stay and here. And he's like and he's and he's walking he's walking away with the staff and that's it. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like like Kane and Kung Fu. And, Incredible and Hulk. like and yeah, or Karen Point and Rick's like, <laughs> Morgan, where are you going? Texas his, 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 no, his final line is Manifest Destiny, Rick. <laughs> he just walks off into <laughs> sunset, <laughs> heads, heads west.
1: <laughs> I'll send you a postcard, Rick. Rick. Oh yeah. It's oh right. man. Oh, I, Manifest, I, know, right? I hope that's the
4: title of the show. Episode thir- 16 of season, season whatever, season eight. Manifest
2: Destiny.
1: Manifest <laughs> Destiny. That's a good one, right yeah. like there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is good. It, I'm so curious to see how this works out. Like, well, the that's the whole idea. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's why I want to. I hope
4: he carries <laughs> Carl's skull with him too. As like a reminder. Carl's <laughs> dead did... guys, I'm sorry, he's dying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? And that was no, the other piece of news too, no. right? There was a lot of drama around Carl being killed, and like there was a petition set up somehow. Like you know, it stopped <laughs> stop it. it. Stop it's like, it. I know. Stop. Come what on. Let's
2: it. it. not it's even talk about father. it. His father. His, got fa- mad again his father started
4: the position. position,
1: right? Yeah, it was all his father. Oh, yeah, he wanted the Zack Snyder cut of The Walking Dead. Yeah, so oh, I mean, oh. look, oh. it is what it is. I mean, it's eight seasons. I mean, it's sad to see the oh, guy go. I, go. I mean, yeah, listen, I with
0: the Carl episode taken out of canon. Oh man, <laughs> it, it's a listen, dream. Listen, listen, you better be happy that
2: your son did this job because he probably won't get another one for a long time if they he's, have to deal gotta, with the son, the father. <laughs>
4: Gotta yeah. go to school. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I know a college his,
2: father, his father's making it really bad for any agent that wants to, to uh, take this kid on
4: down the line. Just wait for the Buzzfeed "Where Are They Now" articles, and it'd be like Kachala Riggs, veterinarian.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: totally.
1: Oh man, I mean, he did good though. I I, I respected what he did though. He, it's, hard, <laughs> it's hard for kid actors, you know. It really is. He, he did, no, he did well. No, the car
2: was not the issue. It's it's his like. Listen, shows end, uh, characters die. you, you you don't, you know, they could have killed you off whenever they wanted to. There's no guarantee, and they don't owe you a, a, a promise to keep you alive. It's just not the way it is, right? And plus, the, so, real, the
4: real estate market in Atlanta has been really well high because all these actors that keep buying houses there. So, you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I mean, it, it's 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 a business, man. It's just, yeah, it's just a business. That's the way it is. You know, he'll,
0: be on the, he'll be on the signature circuit soon Oh, oh here I mean, he, he is. He'll never He's stop, been on though. it. No, I mean okay. I know, but I mean I mean in in the in the lesser signature circuit, you know what
1: I mean? Oh, like, you sit next to the governor and Glenn and the rest of those guys. Will be like, like where you, you sit next yeah, to the uh, cast mem- Irony. The cast
0: no. of- <laughs> like the cast members of Three's Company that weren't <laughs> there is uh, Three's Company. Yeah, what, yeah. what like Larry Mouthy, Dallas? Like- <laughs> Yeah. You, you think I'm kidding It's still CityCon That's that's who were no, there Last time There's uh, never no con They had no the they had Nazi. I played Mr. Oh, Furley's
1: brother On, on uh, Three's Company Yes
2: But every con now At least has one person That has been on The Walking Dead And that's what They're yep. trying to promote To to do the I, The signing
1: I told you I felt so bad For that guy That played Jim That actor I was just chatting him up For like 20 minutes There's nobody At his table I just felt bad For the guy no. I was, You know what I mean I was, I, was, I, was, I was like Mercy chatting him bro. Like, You know like, Yeah 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 I you should have
4: gotten to be a co-host on this show. What are you doing, Craig? Yeah, I know. Well, it's a, yeah, you, you could have joined us, right? I'm like, hey, man. Yeah, Jim presents the Walking <laughs> Dead TV podcast. <laughs> or I, I already do.
3: I should have stuck my uh, iPhone right.
1: up to his mouth and hey, you are listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast. Yeah. Right. This is Jim.
3: About, yeah. about Chandler Riggs, though, <laughs> being that he was on the show for so long and a f- fairly popular character, I, I would think. If he hit the con circuit hard over the next two to three years, he could probably make more money doing that than he probably did on the show. Yeah, uh, probably,
2: I'm he's sure already been doing it though. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's yeah. set himself up. So
4: the one thing he has is he gets to cut his hair,
3: and he did well, that. right away. Yeah, they already put that on that. Twitter. But yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. But I think he he wasn't he growing get... it out for another? It wasn't for The Walking Dead, was it? It was for another, like it was for some other movie I thought, or some he other cut it. show.
1: He cut it as I soon mean, as after he got killed. I think he cut it. And he was like, well, I, I cut my mullet or something. He, he, he turned it into a mullet. I think it what happened. It was something. something he, got, he got cast for something. And that's what he was explaining. Mm-hmm. But then the news came out that he got killed on the show. So,
4: I guess to cut it and poke fun at Kit Harrington for having to keep his <laughs> Game of Thrones. It all works out. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, that's pretty much all the news that's fit to print. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to the return actually. I think it's going to be a good second half of the season. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. I think they ended in a pretty cool place and uh we'll see how this Negan storyline turns out.
2: Yeah, we'll have the death of Carl. Death of Car- the, Oh, that'll be the... And- and first, Nicotero's
1: okay. directing that one and there's another article i read that said that he was in tears when he watched the final edit of that show he's like i was crying it was so emotional and they and always, they always N- say Nicotero Nicotero uh, said
4: that uh, i'm sure they all i'm sure Norman Reedus was i'm sure Andrew yeah. Lincoln like had to like go <laughs> shut himself inside his house for 5 days like i'm sure I, so they're all <laughs> well, super emotional Lincoln doesn't
1: you. watch the show he he doesn't ever wa- he never watches the finished product but he, so, he, yeah.
4: he watched the death of his son his son
1: Carl
2: I know. Like every every interview now, it's like this episode is going to be the same. It's going to
3: just break your heart. <laughs> I, I,
4: I like to think that they like they either like, like, like get to like a rock paper scissors match about which actor yeah. needs to come out and say this episode broke my heart, and you're gonna yeah have to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: it's, it's like they constantly have to keep saying that they have talking points.
1: They have talking points. Yeah, like, yeah it's Okay. Yeah. If you if you're interviewed by Entertainment Weekly or Variety, just say, "Listen, it broke your heart. It's it amazing. Heart. Right? One of the best episodes of the whole ensemble, the whole series. You know, you know yeah. That's it. You uh, break them out.
2: Like you, you won't be ready. You will not be won't be the ready same. for what you're going to see <laughs> in this new in the second half of the season. You will not be prepared for what happens on this show."
4: I'd like to see follow-ups to these, like every week. Like it won't be the same. So you said it won't be the same, Normaritas. What do you uh-huh. mean? Well, uh, Daryl cut his nails. If you didn't notice, so now every episode <laughs> you're gonna see but his nails are slightly shorter than they were in the previous episode. Next question. Thank you. Oh my God! You know how many times they're gonna? I, I would. You should have a drinking
2: game every time um, Chris Hardwick says he he cried or something. Right.
1: I know. I know. That was getting a little on, on that
2: interview. You know he's gonna. They're gonna amp that thing up. Or
1: out it's
3: okay. We're gonna get through it. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I had to stop We're... watching that man. No, I'm here much. for
4: you. We're gonna get through this. this
0: right. is our it's not therapy. That's it. It's yeah. I know. Okay. I,
4: gonna... I I miss the kind of awkward. He comes in and interrupts of comedy in between serious moments on the show. <laughs> they they oh, stopped that. that. I, they kind of they kind of stopped that. No, already, but I, yeah. no, I miss that. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that made me laugh. Those, those are better.
1: <laughs> like he's serious now in those little cut-ins. He's like, oh, and yeah. you know, we're joined by a mysterious guest. Come see us soon. we will be back in fifteen minutes. Yeah, so yeah it's like he's just yeah. he's just like, hey, it's Chris Hardwick here. And yeah, someone just died. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's gonna be so melodramatic.
1: Oh. <sighs> That's it. All right. Well, if there's no more news. Let's uh, let's shift gears and start talking about the Telltale games again. I have not caught up on them, so I'll just kind of I'll just kind of sit back and listen to you guys and moderate a bit. But hey, jump at it. Who, who's played it? Who's not? Where are we up to? I mean, what's the storyline looking like?
0: I've, I've played all the way through season three. Um, I also know the the entirety of what they have put out so far. Uh, the, all the episodes in the first three seasons, plus 400 Days and The Walking Dead: Michonne, have all been collected. Uh, came out in December uh, for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, they're the first time they used DirectX 11 over DirectX 9. Um, Telltale, by the way, laid off 25% of its workforce Ouch. Uh, uh, in Man. November. Um, so they, I don't know if it was because they had so many licensed games that they had to pay for the license for, or if they just grew too fast expanded too quickly uh but yeah they had the layout like right i think it was in no yeah november 2017 i'm looking at right now they they laid off 90 people which is a you know a quarter of their workforce so i guess um so the uh, the the actual release date of season four the final season that they announced last year at san diego comic-con is kind of up in the air right now well that's
4: interesting and so the the uh, that whole collection of the games jim that that was also remastered correct is, is that what the case yeah is? it
0: was remastered it was in uh the upgrade of the game's graphics like i said they use direct x11 over direct x9 yeah okay. uh, it also uses a new interface they have a new thing called the telltale tool that they brought out uh, in a uh, new frontier and also in the batman uh, telltale series they did oh the ttt yeah the telltale tool yeah the t the t3 C three, C three, but um, it, it, right. it, it, it's a proprietary <laughs> engine they use, and you can really tell. I mean, it really like um, for sure, yeah. It, it really sharpened things up and made made for clearer storytelling. I'm a big fan of the Batman the Batman Telltale series too. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, but uh, I played it all, all the way through uh, New Frontier. It's the continuing story of Clementine uh, from the other stories, and uh, and AJ, the infant that she rescues at the end of season two. Spoiler: He's a toddler in this, and um, I, it's it's. It is. I, I think. I think Aaron said this uh, too. It's probably my favorite thing to come out of this universe, including the comics. Um, uh, yeah. The stories are are very well written. It's very, a lot of drama and and you having to make these heartbreaking choices. You know, am I gonna am I gonna feed this child or am I gonna feed myself? You know, things like that. You know, there are all kinds of split second decisions that affect the gameplay as it goes along, and it just you know and. You know, even if you think you make the right or wrong decision at the end of the game, it will show you like how many other people, you know, percentage-wise, had made the same decision or different decision than you. And it definitely changes the story as it, as it is played. Um, so, I mean, I, I really enjoy the storytelling aspects of these games. These aren't like shooters. You know, This isn't Doom or Call of Duty. This is more of a thinking and narrative game. Um, there are action sequences and quick time events and stuff, but it's definitely skewed more toward the narrative side.
3: Yeah, and it's not like the old, like, Roberta Williams, you know, style adventure games where you're clicking through, you know, clicking on 57 different things and scrolling through your inventory items and, you know, kind of like, you're you're literally just kind of a, a somewhat like an active participant in the story. You know, it, it's mainly the story and then you just make, you know, make dialogue choices, you make, um, and you make other choices, but... But yeah, I think I, I really like the the updates they did with the new frontier, just from a UI perspective. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the the revamped character models. I mean, it's always kind of had that so shaded, animated feel, but they they kind of dialed up the rendering in in, season, in a new frontier a bit. So things are a little more sharp. There's a lot less um, uh, clipping, you know, collision issues where you know. Uh, textures and stuff just kind of like, you know, bl- blend into one another. It's, it's a lot more defined on the models. And, and it feels a little less over-rendered uh, in general. But but I really like the UI tweaks. Uh, you know, they made at least... So I, I've played it on... So I played the Michonne. I played Season 1 um, on the, the PlayStation. I played Season 2 um, and A New Frontier on the com- on the pc but using my steam link so i actually played it on the tv through the controller um and so one of the things i appreciate with the new fr- with the new frontier is with the new interface is like all the buttons and stuff are much larger so you don't feel like you're having to constantly be uh you know it, it, it gets to the point sometimes when a lot of these events are happening where you're so focused on looking for the button prompts and stuff that you really yeah. lose the action uh and so, uh, kind of the revamped interface with this new engine makes the the button presses and the and the actions more pronounced. So you don't, you know, even out of your periphery or if you're not completely focused on it, you can still kind of get the gist of of what you need to do to kind of carry forward. And so I, I appreciate that. And it just it just has a, you know, they've added some uh, dimensionality to it. It just looks sleeker. It looks more polished um, because that old. Mm-hmm i mean jim you played a ton of them a ton of those games i know as well too and i think that that old engine was starting to uh to to
0: rear its ugly head yeah the new engine makes a huge difference <laughs> absolutely <clears throat> and um i just i think i i can't emphasize how I, enough like how strong the storytelling is in a lot of games of the narrative focus on um, like say like a mass effect or a fallout 2 or whatever. Or Fallout 4, I mean, you, you'll see the the different dialogue choices, and there's one that's obviously going to be the right one, you know what I mean? And then the others that are different shades of gray. And this, you never know, and usually are on the timer, you have to choose, you know, in a, in a finite amount of time which way you're going to go, what decision you're going to make. And seeing those decisions have an impact uh, in the game as it goes along is, is just incredible. But yeah, I totally agree with you, Russ. The UI, um, with the new, you know, the T3 telltale tool. Uh, engine is is really uh, you know doing it a lot better than what they had before.
4: Yeah, speaking to the you know you know playability and just the graphics, I I completely agree with what you guys said. I I played season one four hundred days and two I believe on my PS3, and I played michonne and season three on my PS4. And you know just like any kind of game series, the the evolution and graphics and what have you evolves for the better. So just regardless of the story, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, as far as how the new frontier kind of shapes out compared to season one and two, I get, it's certainly, you know, it's a better, it's a, it's a game that plays better and better as you kind of go through it. Um, and it's, it's welcome. And I, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Get some water. Um, I, I don't know if I'll ever have time to play season one or two again, but I would be curious to play it with the kind of updated engine just to see how smoothly it would run again. That said, uh, longtime fans of this show know i'm a huge fan of the season of season one and two of the walking dead telltale game and like you jim you accurately said it is my favorite version of walking dead at that point but playing those games i think the storytelling is absolutely phenomenal um it seems like they had writers that just knew exactly how to capture the tone of the comic series um, and really make it into something really worthwhile especially in such a unique format by having this you know adventure point and click type game and using that for you know for the better i mean season one that was like game of the year for a lot of people like that was, that was a oh, huge yeah. hit when that came out
0: i think it actually won the video game awards uh you know game of the year that year as a surprise yeah. over some really big yeah. games yeah um something else that's very uh, cool for me in the final season that's supposed to be coming out sometime now, this year uh they brought back gary witta who, who uh, left telltale uh-huh. to write to write movies including a, a little movie you may have heard of called rogue one yeah. Um, from that, you know, little indie Star Wars franchise. have heard, heard of Yeah, yeah. See, um, but he's coming back to write the final season story. Well, that uh, excites me right there. <laughs> so he, he wants to he wants to complete the Clementine story that he started. Uh, so that that's cool. That's very exciting to me. Um, and Melissa Hutchinson does a great job as Clementine. She's a Great voice actor. She's won BAFTA awards and and uh, all kinds of uh, accolades for her uh, portrayal of Clementine in these games. And she's just, she's just phenomenal.
4: Oh, yeah, it's the work there done by the voice actors in general. But yeah, um, the Clementine character and also the Lee character in the first season, who I, I dressed up as for Halloween one year. I really enjoyed that. that's right, <laughs> that, yeah. That's that storyline. I was a big fan of it in season two, which is you know exclusively focused on Clementine. And as she's growing older, I mean, she starts when well, she started as like seven or eight years old, and then just, you know yeah, growing up yeah. in the series, and it's just it's became very compelling to watch. And like you mentioned, also the choices you make in this game especially you know as they especially from like season 1 to season 2 like the degree of you know complications that they throw at you of like choosing you know it's not making it easy there's there's lots of gray area and that's always been impressive about this series and the Telltale series in general like they don't at least the ones i've played and i played a good number of them they don't there doesn't tend to be an obvious option um no matter of like what kind of person you are in reality. And I think that's very fascinating as far as how they're tapping into that kind of thing. Even if it has a kind of scripted way of occurring, you're still being challenged mentally to process options in your mind that speak to what you consider to be a moral level-headed choice. And that's that's fascinating. I find that to be really fascinating.
0: Plus, I mean, sometimes there are crossovers like Herschel and uh, uh, Glenn were both in se- briefly in season one. Uh, as we mentioned, there was a Michonne a miniseries game, kind of that right. kind of filled in the gap where Michonne was when she left Rick and her group for a while. So, it's it's definitely in that in that um universe, but it's not really beholden to it. I mean, it, like for the first few seasons of Walking Dead, it had that, that anything can happen kind of thing, like anybody's fair game, anybody could die. This episode, you know, anybody, you know, there were surprises and stuff, and that still delivers in the game. I mean, there. are... There are moments that just, I mean, literally it has dropped the controller. And my jaw hit the floor, you know, in a few, few places, but uh, yeah, really good stuff. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Really. And one of the things you know, uh, Aaron, you mentioned the story
3: and in, in the writing and everything. And part of it is you could kind of play the game to your liking, right? Like you, if, if you want your character to be an a-hole, you, you can have them respond like they're an a-hole and then, you know the the other characters sometimes will respond. You know, based on the way that you talk to them. Sometimes it's you know it doesn't matter what you what you pick. They're just going to respond the way they're going to respond. Um, and then just narratively, if if you feel like, hey, I this character in my opinion should die as opposed to that character, instead of the you know the writer of either the comic or the TV show making that choice for you, you make that choice. Uh, so it, it's 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 very it, it's interesting to play a game so closely tied to source material that we're familiar with in, in, in both TV and comic, and then have, have so much agency as far as, is how you determine how the story is being told. Sure.
0: And sometimes you think you're doing the right thing and you totally aren't. And vice yeah. Versa. Sometimes
3: there is no right thing. Like yeah. it's just like, Oh, okay. So I get to choose with this person dying or that person dying. Oh, great. Or sometimes you pick for that person not to die And then that person ends up dying anyway, and then you just piss everybody else off. So,
0: yeah, we I I, like so just to echo what Russ and and Aaron are saying, I I can't recommend them enough. They're really good games, and uh, if you're a fan of this world at all, and you know even and like I said, it's not real like twitch shooter reflex style. Uh, you know, you don't need to be, you know, a twelve-year-old who plays Call of Duty twenty hours a week to to enjoy these games. They're more narrative focused, and they're more about the story and the and the characters. So,
3: and Jesus shows up in a, fr- a new frontier. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I forgot about that. And they name drop the kingdom. Should no. we talk
4: about uh, New Frontier a little bit? Yeah, we can.
3: i I know russ you have not finished it yet correct
4: that's fine i mean it's i'm i'm not gonna i'm not
3: gonna spoil it yeah it's not that big of a deal
4: well i'm just i'm I'm more curious what do you what's kind of your impression of it It, compared to season one and two this
3: one i mean aside from from the graphical revamp which is is very welcome this one starts off like like a, a son of a bitch i mean it's it's like i mean this one will tear your heart out in the first, I don't know what, 30 minutes of gameplay in a way that the other games really didn't. I think, I think some of the things like, especially with what happened at the end of season one, I think it was kind of telegraphed that early on that that's what was going to happen. Um, and, and, and some of the other story beats, I think you could, you know, it, it, it weren't while they were shocking in the moment. Like when you look at, at it, overall, I mean, this one starts off, it's like somebody commits suicide, a little girl gets shot in the head. It's like, what, like what, <laughs> um, it it just it th- this one the story grabs you from the from the jump um, in such a visceral way uh, it's it's re- it's really interesting yeah. and I found a lot more plot twists and turns I think in this one that I maybe should have saw coming but didn't see coming uh, that have made it a very interesting story um, and 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 again so in the in the in season one you played as Lee. And Clementine was kind of your sidekick. In season two, you played as Clementine, and is in season three, you play, you play as a character named Javi. And Clementine is is kind of along for the ride. So it's it's interesting how Clementine is kind of the glue that holds all three of these seasons together. But you don't, you know, you haven't always played as her. So it's it's been interesting again to shift away from making. I find myself when. Clementine is on screen or on in the game and, and speaking, I'm waiting to make her dialogue choices. And then it flips to the other, you know, the other character for you to do it. Um, And that's kind of taken some, some getting used to, but this season is, is, is really, really strong. And it's funny because like, you know, Jim, you were saying season one, season one was on everybody's top 10 list. If not number one, And then it just seems like it's fallen off. Like nobody really talked about season. I mean, people talked about it, but season two didn't make anybody's like best of the game lists. Uh, This didn't make, you know, any any top top game lists. Uh, And it just seems to me that that it's gotten stronger as it's gone along and not gotten weaker. But but that's just me.
0: I you, think for oh I'm sorry I'm just gonna say like for in the video game you know journalism as as it is, I think they kind of see it as, as being almost the same game structurally, and maybe that is why it hasn't gotten as much attention. But um yeah I mean like you said it starts out with like the the show beginning of the Walker epidemic and you know Javi's father dies and then turns and bites his mother. <laughs> you know, that's like the, one of the first scenes. It just you know grabs you from jump. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, am that's the only thing I could figure as far as the, why the attention is falling off. Um, cause a lot, and plus telltale, I mean, they've been putting out a lot of games. I mean, they put out the Batman game, the Minecraft, uh, um, story mode game, the guardians of the galaxy telltale game that came out last year as well. Borderlands, uh, Borderlands, uh telltale game. They also, the, the fables telltale game. I mean, they put out so many games that, you know, might, it might've gotten lost in the shuffle. I don't know. But, um. I'm I'm a big fan of what they do, and I, I mean, with the the layoffs are troubling and stuff. But I just hope they're able to keep doing it. You
4: know? What do you, um, what do you what, what's your take, Aaron? So I well, I'll, I'll say this up front. I do like the game. I think it's a continual it's a continued value experience for me to be a part to be in this specific world of The Walking Dead and be you know relating with some of these characters, what have you. But I do feel like it's a step down from season one and two. Um, really. I, I, Yes, um, not obviously not as far as graphics and play like it you know it plays and looks better than ever, but I I'm not as huge on the new characters um, or at least how their story wraps out. Like I, it might just be kind of the the connection I have from season one and two and like having the you know the, the arc for Clementine, but like shifting it away from her and making her a side character kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like I I didn't I haven't responded as well to these new characters as a result and the kind of the portrayal of her which is which is wonderfully based on the choices you've made in previous games it just it doesn't quite feel right to me where it's like i like you you kind of mentioned that you're like waiting to make her choices sometimes and it's like yeah i'm i'm waiting for that too because i'd really like to kind of handle where the story is going from her perspective more than where i'm seeing with javi that said there's a lot I do like. I mean, you mentioned kind of the way it throws you right into things. Yeah, that's pretty it's it's pretty um pretty rough as far as the experience of seeing a family get torn apart in both literal and you know psychological ways. Um and the, the way that develops, there's some things there that I enjoy. There's some really rough things that I probably could maybe relate more to if like Russ I was a parent. Um but Overall, having completed the tale, I would say I'm excited to see where things are going next based off how things end, but the story of this one did not quite get me as, as excited as I was in you know seeing where t- 1 and 2 would go. The choices are still difficult, I certainly agree there, Like as far as how they're challenging me to decide certain things at very pivotal moments. That's something I always appreciate and why generally I keep coming back to these games. It just didn't quite grip me as much as the previous seasons did.
0: I'm um, I'm very much uh, looking forward to the, um, the fact the final season is going to be Clementine focused and kind of you know tying up her story. I, I agree with you. I like the character of Clementine more than hobby and I'm more interested in her. But that didn't dissuade me from finishing the game. I really, I really did enjoy it too.
4: Yeah, for sure, I, I like. I played it right away, like when they came out, or like I. I think I did. No, yeah, like a given the amount of time I have to play games these days, yes, I I finished it pretty close to when they actually came out because I'm excited to play this for sure.
1: Okay, well, good talk about the game, guys. Definitely check it out. And you said they were um, they're for sale as a bundle, Jim, on the Xbox Network. Is that what you said? What about PlayStation? Yeah, the, um,
0: the the uh, they had a physical. Uh, yeah, they re like I said, the master came out at the end of last year uh it's called the walking dead collection and it includes okay. everything they put out so far that came out in december of last year gotcha uh, for playstation 4 and xbox one i don't know if it's available on steam or not so
2: i'm okay.
1: looking right now so whatever format you play it on definitely check it out it's good good uh, secondary or tertiary storyline to the walking dead and they are a lot of fun as you can hear great all right guys anything else uh you want to talk about Walking Dead before we get back together in February?
2: Oh, all I know is that we're going to get through this. We'll <laughs> th-
1: thank you. Thank you Mr. Hardwick. I appreciate that. Yeah. We're going to do it. So when Carl dies, we'll, we'll get through this. Are we going to We'll
2: get we'll get through this. We will gonna, get through this.
1: You're going to have the box of Kleenex nearby when you watch it on February 25th. Is it
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I'll be crying like a baby.
1: Uh, okay, that, that's what that's what Nicotero said, I and mean, he was he was crying yeah. like a baby. He you, said,
2: "You think it'll take a whole hour for him to die, or do you just you just think he'll die halfway through?" I don't what know.
1: That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. It it won't be quick. I mean, he'll definitely be with. He'll. he'll I don't know.
4: So, t- to be clear. Morgan's a part of the cast of Fear the Walking Dead after this season. Now, like,
1: yes, that's, that's he thing. has right. left the Walking Dead. He is now a part of Fear the Walking Dead. That is done. The deal I is was, done.
4: I, I am so curious what that payday was
1: like. Where it's like you want me to do
4: what? Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: if I wish I could replay that uh, interview he had on the Talking Dead because he looked like he really didn't want to be there. Like he he had that look on his face. Like he's like, well, I'm I'm here now. It's like he I don't think he wanted to change, but. I guess Gimple said hey, do you go or
2: I think the thing about it is, is that you you pretty I think people are going to put some expectations on it like you are going to fix the show. I think there're going to be some unfair expectations of that like now it'll be fixed. Plus and, you're going from
1: a show from 8 million viewers on average yeah. to one. So it's like he's losing
2: That's what I mean. Like you know, I, I'm sure they paid him. <laughs> I'm sure they paid him. I mean it's either this or they kill him off. You know, that's probably what Gimple said. It's like
1: you can either go or you know, we're eventually going to kill your character off. uh, Take your pick, you know. uh, All right, uh, I guess I'll go. Why not? But, uh,
2: I, yeah, you can see people are going to be like, you know, is he gonna, is he, is that character going to be able to kind of put the, put the life back into the show or not? It's it's so weird though how, um, how people around me, friends of mine and, and coworkers, how they view. The Walking Dead in general. Like, it's like... Fear of the Walking Dead, they're like, oh, that's garbage. Like, these are people that just never watched any of it. Like, they just... You know, they watched Walking Dead, but they never watched any Fear of the Walking Dead. And there's just the thought of... It's just a garbage show. I don't like it. Um, Like, why do we need another one? Why do we need another uh, a spinoff off of Walking Dead? That's just been their perception. That's what they've been saying to me. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't watched the show. And, and so I, I wonder if these changes are going to be able to A reboot change change how the perceptions of people right or wrong about what this show is
1: i mean the ratings were huge on episode 1 i mean people watched episode 1 of fear they I mean I think it was like yeah. I don't know ten million or curious. eight that's million. Curiosity. Or <laughs> well they had they had their chance. Obviously they turned off yeah. they didn't it didn't it didn't captivate anybody.
2: It didn't it didn't yeah, it wasn't something where they it, people told other people that they should watch it either. Yeah. So it it is yeah, it I yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it is I'm just curious <laughs> to see if they can really do this. Like I really am. I'm real as someone who's been through the journey of watching every single episode of Fear of the Longing Dead. Um mm. I wonder what the show will be like when it comes back. Like what how you know, like how will they change the show?
1: I think it'll be unrecognizable. I think they're gonna amp up everything. It's just gonna be on adrenaline. They're gonna be two year time jump, they're gonna be everyone's gonna be like mm. warriors at this point. Madison's gonna be a killing machine. You watch. All of them are going to be just machines at this point. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, going to be
2: doing kung fu? Oh,
1: and- absolutely. absolutely! They picked up new skills in the two years you didn't even see them. okay. Oh, wow. Like, I, like, Donnie I mean,
0: Yen I, from Into the Badlands is going to show up. In two that's days. right. <laughs> <laughs> if
2: that happened, though, if that happened, I wonder what the ratings would be
4: then. I you
2: know, guess that...
4: I mean, the thing I wonder then is like if how much they're revamping Fear of the Walking Dead and how much that leads to a show that's just the walking dead set somewhere else like yeah that, that's the other thing too I mean, the, yeah the thing we the thing we wanted to champion or at least hope for or fear of the walking dead was that it would have a different perspective and a different handling as far as right. the tone of that's the done. series that's done Not that, yeah well yeah. that's what we've been we've had weird complaints <laughs> we've had weird complaints about it though where it's like yeah. the shows the show's drive to be different often wasn't beneficial but at the no. same time mm-hmm. the shows the ways the shows this you know similar hasn't always been, you know, the best either. I mean, but the better
1: episodes, if we dissect this, the better episodes were ones where they where they stopped fighting who they were, where they actually had some, you know, some interesting walking deadness to it. Like, you know, they had some, you know, some crazy kills and some big things. I mean, it was just when you have complete episodes go by with no zombies. Mm -hmm. You have complete episodes go by where the, the zombies aren't even a threat. It's like they're trying to stay away from that, but it's like you can't fight who you are. You are the Walking Dead. People tune in to see that kind of crazy stuff. You know, how, what crazy zombie kill are they going to have here? What's going to be the next threat? What's going to be, you know, And you can't fight that. And they tried too hard. And every time they fought it, they lost. That, well, it made it worse
4: and worse. It so makes me wonder if, yeah, if it's going to be completely stripped out and just be just another version of Walking Dead, or if they just have some completely other idea they have to kind of make it a show that feels like something that's set in a world full of zombies, but also a show that's distinctly Fear of the Walking Dead and not just a clone well, uh,
1: look at NCIS yeah. they have like 15 different clones right they all work right it's like yeah my, my, my TV doesn't get CBS so oh, I'm sorry know. if you have all access you know we, we I have to pay well, for it now to watch this, this little show called Star well, Trek well, they sno well, even in. As an,
2: yeah well even as an old man who watches some of these CBS shows they did do there is one thing they did do like for NCsi and and, and NCSI la for example one show is like more of a ensemble, like The Walking Dead, the first show. The which one, L.A.? Show, the L.A. Cool J? No, Wait, which no, no one? Just, Oh, okay. No, no, just NCIS, uh, regular. It was just oh, a, more okay. of an ensemble. And then the second show kind of was like the, the amped up show of two guys who – it was like a buddy cop thing. Like they kind of uh, yeah. yeah, they kept it more – you got more into the, the backgrounds of those characters more than they did in the other show. So I –
4: Again, I don't. I don't know what. Well, like, what is it? Uh, what Big Bang Theory is a straight up sitcom, and Young Sheldon's like a, sing- a multicam show, right? So it's like, yeah,
2: yeah which totally is Wonder Years, yeah. The, the, the Big Bang Theory is like, yeah, regular comedy thing, and Young Sheldon is more like the Wonder Years, just with a different kid with,
4: with that character we all know and love,
0: right. <laughs> I, mean, right, uh, I really, I really like the idea of an, anth- of an anthology show. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. And they could tell a lot gonna... of different stories. And telling you. I mean, it's yeah. like the cross. <laughs> like, uh, I don't there. know what that means. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's the first has, and last time I'll say that. <laughs> has anyone heard
2: of the, the, the comic called The Cross?
4: That sounds familiar. The Cross?
2: Yeah, The Crossed. Because it's it's basically a, a, a like a, a kind of a thing off of the um, twenty eight days later kind of thing, oh, where so it's you're, antho- you're it, and it's more of an anthology. Like you're saying, like each each story is with different people, and then usually they die, and then it goes to another set of characters, and then you get their story for mm. an arc, and then they die. Like the, the only thing is, no one survives, so it's like there's no hope in it but each each story it is always a different story each arc there's never the same characters it's
4: the aeon flux of comics kind of that's the reference i go for liquid there you go there you go there you go marthenas alan moore so there's some talent behind this one i like this
2: so it's the same kind of deal so i i mean you could do that i mean that that could be a cool uh little thing to do is is to have like different um, stories you know different you know families or whatever you could be families one time it could be gang members another time it could be whatever you know we, like
4: we make fun, but like I like the passage and red machete. And I dry, know those aren't bad. Times, like that's, and imagine showing that like a full length episode. Right, that that's not bad. Seconds, that's not minutes. bad.
3: Or imagine something like the animatrix, where hey, maybe this episode is animated, maybe the next one is like a western, and then this one is oh, that's you know, cool. straight up horror. I mean, I, I think there's that. a wow. lot of you could do some cool stuff with it. You could now, attract whether people, a lot of people. I mean, I think you could
2: attract uh a, a lot of different uh directors and stuff and to come sure. in and and do it
3: yeah now whether audience would gravitate to it who knows but that's the there's well you label it walking dead you'll get more than you than not i mean even True. though it
2: might not be as high as the ratings not not as high as as uh either shows but it it would still you'd get a curious eye if you start off strong you get a curious eye for those shows
4: well, I'm, I'm telling you right now, uh, Tales from the Walking Dead. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, what's wrong with Walking Dead colon Texas? Like, what's wrong with that? Why is that such a bad thing? Or well, West Coast Walking Dead? That's not. A, it's not bad. It, inherently, it could work. And with, with all these new cast members they just hired.
2: It's a whole world. Imagine in Alaska. I mean, a Walking Dead, uh, an episode where the zombies.
1: 30 Days of the, Dead. Yeah,
2: it's you're stuck out in in the snow, and you're you're running for your life out there with the the frozen zombies. I mean, there's there's stuff you could do. I mean, there's stuff you could play with if you got you know you got somebody wanting to do it. And there's so many writers and, and directors out there that would that love horror that would come in here and and want to do something. You know, wanna wanna put make a put their little stamp on 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 a show
1: or like you said an island which has been done already but i mean maybe you know well, been done in there's a other w- things movie you format can do. There's, but you know
2: there is other things you can do with an island on the island too though right. you can still do it
1: yeah there's other things you can or like maybe there was a submarine out there like the last ship like that show right like the, you know um, and, Yeah. you know they're I somehow it's surviving TNT's and
4: he's the last ship yes I'm exactly mistaken. i'm referencing that but i mean <laughs>
1: you know there's things you could do yeah. they're, they're still surviving but, you know maybe the you know who knows what happens and then even the in another country whatever i
2: mean Imagine other countries where it's, well, it's subtitles. Yeah. You play with it where it's all subtitles in that, and you, you see them try to survive. If they do
0: this, we and never get our cut.
1: Yeah, exactly. We need what, to ship right? this
4: episode right over to AMC. <laughs> <laughs> Attention,
1: Mr. Gimple. Yeah, Miss right. Kang. Miss yeah. Kang, exactly. That's good. All right, guys. Well, good chatting with you. I think we had a good, good show here, and... Uh, We'll get back together again on February 25th, or I guess the day after February 25th, when AMC brings back The Walking Dead, and then it's going to be pretty much a straight run, it seems like, right through. We're going to do eight episodes of The Walking Dead and another eight, it seems like, of Fear the Walking Dead without any break wow. in between, so it's going to be a 16-week run. Oh, or thereabouts, if they, unless they combine episodes again, we'll see what they do. You, you know,
4: I, I generally get excited for what I'm going to do after I write about The Walking Dead on Sunday evenings. Yeah. So I'm like, alright, I did that, I posted it, now I can watch like whatever HBO has going for it. <laughs> this is probably the least excited I'll ever be to watch another episode of Fear the Walking Dead after I write something <laughs> about The Walking
1: Dead. Oh, so like, you have to watch it? Well, you could wait, I guess, a little bit. Cause it-
4: I could, but at the same time, it's like, Yeah, it's midnight, I'll watch the Fear the Walking Dead premiere, and like here right. we are. <laughs>
1: and we will talk about it. I guess that will be a combined episode, right? We're going yeah. to do a separate episode um, yeah. just for fear I, that makes no sense no. right so so i have to
4: get caught up now eh, i have no we might head. have to do, we might have to split it up we might, maybe, maybe it depends
1: thing. well i think the story is going to be interlinked though i really suspect it's going to be like a quick cutout, and then you're just right back to morgan like i think it's going to be they're going to do something to tie these shows so close together it's not even funny that's what i think but, do. but when will talking dead play after after fear <laughs> okay <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what you you deal? You could deal waiting an hour.
4: Come on.
2: Oh man. Is anyone, is anyone are judging,
4: to... What are the ratings of uh, Talking Dead versus Fear? By the
1: way, does anyone know uh, that? Stat? I don't even know. I don't <laughs> even
2: know. I'd even
1: know. be I, very
4: curious. Are if you saying if close. they're better?
1: Is that a problem? Is that I'm uh...
4: no, I'm, no? But I'm very curious if they're even close. If like Talking Dead has maybe more ratings than Fear of the Walking Dead. I see.
2: think the last that? time we mentioned it, it it was not as much as the
3: the show. Talking Dead ratings surge. Let's see. Let me see the ratings here. Yeah,
2: But it was enough. It was still enough, I'm
3: though. Because
4: it, it cost him no money. After show
3: delivered
1: a 1.3. What's Fear generally get? It's about uh, the same,
4: right? Yeah, about the same.
3: It was,
1: there you
2: go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it costs a lot less to make The Talking Dead, that's for sure. It
2: costs nothing to make The Talking Dead, really. I, I don't know bam. how his, his
1: talking show is doing. Like, I don't know how it's doing without the... The dead part of it, like I don't know, I Is watched it a couple gone? times. I don't know, that- I watched it a few times. It's okay. It wasn't like great. It was fine, you know. It's not. I,
4: oh, I thought it stopped I mean, when it's, they it's stopped. not. It's it's not costing them anything. That's why you can do it. Like, it's, yeah.
1: Right?
4: Oh, so, well, we use that set again, dress it up differently, and like Hardwick comes in for an hour to do the same thing he does in his podcast. Pretty so much. Like, you know?
1: <laughs> Talking
3: Dead Let's ratings. See. Yeah, let me see.
1: Two point one million. I'm trying to look for a share. Well, that's more than fear. Fear's getting like one point something million now. So no, yeah. that, that's fear. Fear right. was. Well, that was the question, right? Is it getting more than fear? Is that what you were. Is no, that no, kind no, of where no. you were fear, going with that? Okay. That Fear's
3: not. mid-season premiere was 2.14 million. Okay. So
4: it's not much that's separating them, guys. <laughs> no. No. <Yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. That's I thought.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why we have changes, right? That's, yeah, that's, changes that's, are whatever. coming.
4: Bring that's it in. No, do here, do here it is do right do. here. We're making it, making it turn it into another spinoff. Add a little bit more budget, and suddenly Chris Hardwick's part of the Walking Dead universe. He hosts a talk show in the midst of the apocalypse. We can make there this There you go. Write this one out. Well, oh, it used there to be a half-hour
1: show. Then and they stretched it to an hour. Um, I guess back around season three or season four, they did that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's more ad money. That's all right, exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's, you, that's
4: all you, it is. You tease yeah. out that you know scene from the next week's episode, and you can sell more Taco Bell tacos. I mean, you can, <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong with that. Moss it up at true. AMC, guys. Nothing Livin wrong Moss. with that.
1: Not that we're saying that's anything it. wrong with that. No, no. Moss. Get well, your yeah, dollar Talkin stacker.
2: Talking Dead has a lot of commercials. Yeah, that is true.
1: Yeah, the trivia live. stuff before the commercial, yeah. after the commercial. It's like you yeah, have to. Yeah.
2: I watched it live, a couple of times, and I was like, "God dang!" It just came back on. It's going <laughs> to commercial already. <laughs> and, then, and
3: then, even in between the commercial breaks, are sponsored by yeah. stuff that.
2: Yeah. Uh, so suit. it's it's it probably it probably it's nothing to do it probably nothing to make and it and it makes a profit because it's full of merchandising. Yeah.
4: Sure. And they, my girlfriend and I were upset they canceled the mayor on ABC, but that means Yvette Nicole Brown's going to be back on Talking Dead a lot. <laughs> super yeah. fan. She will, super she will fan Nicole Brown, yes. I, I to
1: like do, her
2: you know. too. I like her too. Uh,
1: She's I, good. I don't mind her. She's all right. Nah, she I, mean, show, I mean, on, on the show, I mean, on the I mean, she him, yeah. watches
2: it. I mean, she is an avid watcher of this right. of this show. So. She takes
1: notes and stuff. Remember, they had Marilyn Manson on that one time? He was all over the place. Like, he was. Yeah, Why?
2: Why? That, why? Was, that was so that's weird. One of those things where you're like, why? why and he was just talking
1: like space junk. Like, all it, it, yeah. nothing made sense. Yeah. He was talking about stuff from a different planet. It's like, what are you. Because
2: even, that's what you're going to get when you <laughs> have him on a show. I'm you're so not going to get a discussion about this this thing it's well, that's just what not you, what when he you have
4: him when you have him on and you had what is it they had like the brother of the osbournes so the jack the had jackass jack As- yeah. Manson, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like Hardwood can handle that but it's like that's a like you got to prep that more you can't just say yeah well, we did this and do it you got to actually you know like yeah we should prepare for something like this they like, were, it were, ends not, up,
1: we're
3: not prepared for Maryland. harrison ford harrison yeah. ford yeah <laughs> Did you ever yeah. listen to, to the Nerdist podcast when he had Harrison Ford on? Oh no. My gosh.
2: Yeah,
3: it was no. a train wreck.
1: What was he doing? Just not answering the questions properly? Or yeah, what? Harrison, Harrison
3: like... Ford was just being Harrison Ford. And yes. Oh no, was just like, I don't know what to do with this because I can't tell if he's <laughs> jacking with me or
1: if he's
0: serious. That's pretty funny.
4: Meanwhile, Tom Hanks keeps coming back. Can't get enough Tom Hanks on the Nerdist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I guess.
1: Like I'm Talking Dead, they bring back uh, who is it, the vet? And JB Smoove is pretty good when they bring him on. He's good. You know well, he's, J.B. Smoove's great anywhere. Yeah, he's uh, exactly yeah, right. I he's gonna,
4: gonna give me some Leon. I'm gonna like some
2: Leon. Leo. Like, yeah, yeah. JB Smooth is like, you're gonna love me no matter what I do. So
1: I when mean, he talks about I, the characters, I, I, like he's so yeah, he is Leon basically yeah. talking about the Walking yeah. Dead. You're right. That's it. You you know. Know. Oh my god. Well,
2: he JB, J.B. Smooth entertains you more
4: than the host. <laughs> He's good. He's actually very funny. He's, he's that like, good. I saw he's like good. two minutes on Conan the other night. It's like, oh my god! Every every time he's on, I just get like giddy because
2: <laughs> I only like like I like him more than any show he's on. Like he could be on the show, and I like him more because he he knows he knows how to kill it no no matter what he's on. Yeah, he's, he's selling funny. that brand.
1: He's funny. He's a good comedian. Yeah, he's uh, that
2: kind of guy. So let him do Walking Talking Dead. I'll say,
1: whenever brain. he's on it, he's been on a couple of times. I have a big smile on my face. I'll watch that one no, when I no, see him.
4: I've watched Talking Smooth with JB. Talking J. Smooth? Nice. <laughs> he's
0: He's he the bursts guy. Out. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best things about that new Jack Black movie on Netflix. Yep, Hulk, yeah, he's in The, Hulk Hulk the Hulk King. King. Yeah, for like a minute, he's like, oh, really good in it. It's like, uh, you know, for a little bit. He's into. He's really great. Yeah.
2: I watch it, man. I listen. You put him on. Get Get Chris out. Put him in. I'm, I'm all there. <laughs> Chris is like bad,
4: yeah. Uh, I hope J.B. moves at the last season of the Game of Thrones. It'll make it way I mean, faster. Oh, <laughs> what it? Oh,
2: what it?
4: <laughs> what you gonna do with these dragons right here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> not real. You, know, you know every time I try to pee
4: You know every time I pee it,
2: No I can't do that joke on this show
4: <laughs>
1: Forgot Alright right good here. stuff In
4: conclusion The Walking Dead and New Frontier is a solid game You should
1: check it out on PlayStation and Xbox yes. There you go Alright all right, guys let's wrap it up So uh, thanks for joining us tonight Where can our listeners listen to us And when we're not talking The Walking Dead Which has been the last uh, several weeks And a few more weeks to go from now So starting with you uh, Let's see Aaron well, uh, oh, you can find me talking about movies on a weekly basis over at
4: out now with Aaron and Abe, my friend and co-host Abe and I talk about the newest movie releases. We just had our top 10 show. Not too long ago. We had a really good star Wars episode before that we have upcoming episodes. That should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And follow me on Twitter. At Aaron's PS4.
3: Russell. Uh, same. Just tune in. HHW LED. Uh, it's all connected this show and then all the stuff, Mr. Taylor, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll announce as well. Mr. Yeah, Taylor.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on the voice one, two, three on Twitter. Uh, and of course you can, uh, tune into the Taylor network feed. Um, it's on iTunes. It's on Google. It's on, uh, stitcher radio. And that has all the podcasts from like, like Arrest said, uh, Gotham by geeks. And, and now we have a, a, doctor who podcast on there. The TARDIS podcast. We have, uh, Star Wars conversations. We oh, wow. Go Trek yourself. We have um, there's just so many. Nothing's on, which covers TV. I mean, and movies um, and an interview podcast, uh, double page spread, which is uh, you know covers everything from comic creators to TV people to all that kind of stuff. So we have so many uh, podcasts on the network. Jim as well. We have a, a special RPG. I don't even know how you could describe it. You have to listen to it to to Old kind of get the
0: vibe,
2: it's 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 part.
0: So it's a radio, it's a radio play extracted from a, an RPG set in the seventies yeah. of action movies and, and TV.
2: Yeah, there you go. So it's a lot of fun.
0: I, I just <laughs> worked on that, editing that today. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was lucky enough to guest on Aaron's show recently. We did a commentary track for the classic movie <laughs> Deep Rising, with <laughs> Treat Williams and Famke Janssen. <laughs> Woo. well it, it, we had a lot of fun doing the commentary though it was, it was a lot of, a great time as daryl said i'm on nothing's on weekly with him and donnie salvo covering all movies and tv the DC TV podcast is back in full swing now the DC TV shows are Woo. back on the air we had a we had a lot to say about black lightning we're also covering of course the flash supergirl arrow and gotham and you can follow me on twitter at yoda jones and when i'm not talking the dead with you
1: guys i host the auto chat show auto dot com facebook dot com slash auto chat show me and my co-host teddy review new cars discuss cars and pop culture and then we go off on other tangents as well have a good time going so doing so a lot of new car reviews actually we've had about eight new cars we've been testing back to back to back so we have a lot of shows to deliver most recently the Toyota Highlander uh, the Hyundai Santa Fe and the Mitsubishi Outlander so doing a lot of SUVs for the winter time and getting taking them through the snow and letting you know which is the best uh, best uh, SUV or crossover, I should say, CUV uh, to have. So check that out. A lot of new episodes coming up. Uh, also, we're getting some Volvos lined up for March, so that should be a lot of fun. We haven't reviewed any of those lately, so it should be good. Um, and again, if you're not into cars, it's still a fun listen. We do go off on a lot of other tangents, and it's, uh, it's a fun listen. So check us out, Auto Chat Show. All right, folks, who wants to close us out? I got some. Go for it. Uh,
4: when there is no more room in hell and the dead walk the, the earth, remember... Manifest destiny. That's the final line. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Westward ho. Westward (laughs) ho.